Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. A few quick little updates. Number one, Tuesday's a big day for us. A big secret project is being unveiled. Yeah, we can't wait for that, so stay tuned for that. Number two, we're picking up with date, we're rounding out with day three of our Teach Us to Pray devotional. Mm-hmm. Um, if you missed Saturday and Sunday's episodes, days one and two, be sure to go back and listen to those because they kind of lead up into this one. Yes. And the final disclaimer is that we're actually not going to read the final paragraph of this devotional. It felt like as we read it, it just like didn't really make sense for the whole theme of it. Yeah. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that. But other than that, there's a link to it in the description if you guys want to follow along. And I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, and it says this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. The devotional says this. Jesus tells his disciples that the way to pray is to our Father. And by Father, he doesn't just mean another title, but a relationship. So the context in which we pray is the context of family, where we as children approach a loving father. I realize as I write that for some, the word father falls as a hollow thud because your experience of an earthly fatherhood was not a good one. However, apart from finding release from the grip of that limitation, I trust at least recognize that there is such a thing as good fathering. And that if the Bible is right about God being a father, then he would be a perfect one. Fatherhood means access. In other words, I'm invited. It also means acceptance. I'm welcomed. Furthermore, it means attention. I'm heard. Do you see how praying in the context of the child-father relationship puts the whole thing on a different footing? Maybe you've always wondered how other people manage to pray with purpose and passion. You've heard them, seen them, but your prayer life seems rather sterile in comparison. By praying properly, we can find that purpose and passion ourselves. So here we have opened our hearts to our Father and renewed, as it were, the relationship with Him. When we pray, our Father in heaven... We are talking to the one whose power operates from the ground up or the highest point of the heavens down. In other words, there is not one part of the universe we know and that which we don't know that is outside of the involvement and influence of our Father. That must have great bearing on our faith as we pray, realizing that nothing is beyond our Father's scope. Yeah, I think that's something I need to remember is remember how powerful he is. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time that I pray or I'm just honestly just talking to myself, I'm just thinking about how big or how many problems I have, Mm -hmm. um, how big the problems I have are. And I'm not always speaking over the problems in terms of how big my God is and how powerful my God is and how helpful he is and supportive and loving and all this stuff. I'm putting all the kind of weight on the problem and I'm not putting the weight, which also translates to glory on the father. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if it's just because I'm not used to relying on him. I don't know if it's just because it seems like every day there's like a new hurdle to jump over. And I've just kind of gotten used to hurdling things, which I don't always look at problems as a bad thing. I look at them as a, as an, I look at them as like an opportunity to work through it, yeah. but that doesn't always happen with him. Mm-hmm. 
that more often than not happens within my own power, which is like, I guess from the world's point of view, it's a good thing because look at you, you're, you're, you're getting through it. But like from the, from the posture of a child of the most high God, a loving father, that's not good. Like, what am I doing? I have access to a father who loves me. I have access to a father who wants to help me, who's infinitely powerful. So why don't I pray like he is powerful? Mm -hmm. Why don't I pray like he is loving to me in my situation? Why don't I reach out to him and give them, give him that respect that he deserves by reminding, I know it sounds cliche, but I'm going to say it. We need to hear it. We need to be reminded of it by not reminding God, how big our problems are, but by reminding our problems, how big our God is. And carry that energy. It's like, wow, he's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's what Daniel, that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. Yeah. Like, our God is capable. And it's just like, wow, like, we need to remember how capable he is and include that in our prayer life. Yeah, that's so good. I think something that really helped me with this principle is actually working through the Acts prayer, which is adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And before I had really learned about that prayer style, I feel like my prayers were more me coming to him and going straight to the supplication. Like, Lord, these are the problems that are in front of me. This is what's going in my world. Can you please help me out? Right. Which is not bad. But when we skip the adoration part, like when we skip the our father in heaven, how glorious and mighty and wonderful and powerful and personal and perfect you are. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. When we meditate on him first and then we come to him in confession and then that leads to thanksgiving and then we bring the problems. We're like, Mm -hmm. oh, These problems actually aren't as big as I thought they were now that I've gone through Mm -hmm. this process of adoring and meditating on how big you are. And so I think that that really brought a lot more power to my prayers. And I really encourage you to sit there today and meditate on his greatness, on his faithfulness, <laughs> write it down. There's something so powerful about writing it down where we see it in front of our faces. And truly, if we're talking about learning how to pray and like having a powerful prayer life, I think that as you meditate on his greatness in the beginning of your prayers, you will see a shift in your prayer life. Yeah, and I guess getting really practical with that shift in your prayer life, it's like when you start with adoration, that's going to impact your confession. Mm -hmm. Because if you're a Christian and you believe that God has forgiven you, but sometimes when we bring that apology to God, it's coming loaded with guilt and shame and almost feels like we're just saying a script like, Lord, please forgive me, right? Versus when you start with the adoration and you're adoring God for how forgiving he is, for how big he is, how merciful he is, then it's going to carry over that that great feeling towards your confession. Right. And as you're confessing those things and you feel invited to confess to a forgiving father, it's going to impact your thankfulness because now you're just welling up in thankfulness for more than just your car, you're thanking him for how he helped you in a, in a down time. And it's like, that's now impacting how you pray to him in terms of your supplication and what you need 
from him where it comes from a place of faith and a place of, of, of trust rather than a place of distrust, which we can pray with distrust. Like we can be so desperate for something that we doubt God's going to come through for us, but yet we're still praying because it feels like a last ditch effort. Mm-hmm. Like I'm guilty of that. I've done that where I don't believe in the prayer I'm praying. Mm-hmm. But so, but when you do start, when you pray in that adoration, confession, Thanksgiving, it'll really impact your faith as you do get to supplication mm-hmm. and um and it'll really be a faith booster for us. Yeah, it's so good. Wanna pray something out? Yep. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We adore you. We cry out with the angels, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Lord, you are our Father, you are our friend, you are our comforter. Father, we thank you that we can come into your throne room welcome and invited. Lord, we just confess all the things to you that we have fallen short of today. Father, we ask for your forgiveness to wash over us. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. And Lord, as we bring our needs to you today, I pray that you would align our heart with yours, Father. Would you help us pray in your will? Pray for the things that you want to see come to fruition in our life, Father. I pray that if we have anything on the throne of our heart that is not of you, that you would put it in its right place. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit working inside of us. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. Now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Arrivederci.